Did you know that there are literally dozens of podcasts dedicated to the Cleveland Browns, but not one dedicated to Cleveland culture and general shit-talking? Have you ever heard someone say, what the fuck is in Cleveland, and thought, I wish I had something I could throw in their face? Well, get ready, baby, because we're here to talk all things Cleveland. Current events. Local news. Arts and culture. Food. Millennial musings. And maybe some murder. That's Audrey Imes. That's Ryan Judy. And And we'll we'll see see you in Cleveland. What a week. Ryan. It's been a week or two weeks. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since we got together, hung out, and more importantly, since we sat down and podcasted. I know. Busy, busy. I went to Chicago for work. Which everybody knows exactly why I stayed away. Right. Coronavirus. I know. I was traveling in like the the, kind of like the height of when it was coming out. Oh, yeah. So I was a little nervous. Like the people at the airport like they had masks on and everything I'm and i sure. was like Ooh. like extra cautious mm-hmm. i would imagine i mean like i well you also didn't feel well after you got back yeah you were like you we didn't feel well before you went either yeah like, but you i were, like, like, got better but either way like your immune system it you know st- it's still exactly. on the mend it's still bouncing back and then you had to go to fucking chicago and i'm like okay have fun <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna... and then you came back and you're like i just feel really weak and tired and achy yeah. today and i'm like and it was was the friday we normally record on sundays and it was friday and i I remember i texted you and i was just like hey you know we don't have to (laughs) record this week if you don't want to because i'm a little bit of a germaphobe i come from a long line of severe germaphobes Mm -hmm. who are i almost wouldn't even just call her germaphobe it's like it's like a germaphobe paranoia like they can't even Stop thinking about it. Right. And I'm like vaguely like that, mildly. Yeah. No one likes to be sick. So right. I get it. Yeah. So we took last week off. Yeah. But that means it's been two weeks. And I, I did. I was really sad last Sunday when we were recording. I know. But it's okay. We're better now. I was able to bounce back. I thank had a pretty, God it wasn't coronavirus. Thank God it was not the coronavirus. Because that would be a tragedy. I will say that I was like maybe like coughing a little bit on the plane just like a few times i know and my eyes just bugged out <laughs> and this lady like after we landed we were taxiing she like you know pulls out her cell phone probably calls her husband she's like i gotta get off this plane there's this <laughs> coronavirus and there's people coughing and i was just What's like her name Lori Imes or audrey <laughs> she Imes. was so honestly she was so paranoid you could tell she was just like and immediately you know like w- w- whenever we got up to the gate she like stands up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was like okay lady like it's fine i don't have yeah. the coronavirus i didn't travel to china recently right and I just thought of something, too. So I had to go to the hospital like a week and a half ago or so. My grandma, just a little scared, but she's totally fine. Everything's good. But while we were there, we were sitting in the emergency room. It was me and my younger brother and my uncle. And my uncle could not stand to be there because we were sitting there for probably a good like 45 minutes or so. 
And it was just one person after another, like, checking into the ER, Mm -hmm. just like a walking flu Petri dish. Like, it was bad. And, like, we're all just sitting there, like, I was trying not to touch anything. He was, like, coughing into his coat and then just, like, not moving his coat away from his mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was really, really bad. And, you know, to be honest, like, I think a lot of people, at least, you know, the... People in my family, I've heard, like, make jokes about, like, when you see people in Asian cultures wearing, like, the medicine mask, like, medical yeah. masks, you know, it's always, I don't know, I've, I've heard people make jokes about it before, but, like, I've actually read that, you know, people don't just do that when they think there's, like, an epidemic about to start. Like, people do that just because they think they're, they think they're getting sick, so they wear, they like, a, yeah, like, a mask because they don't want to make other people sick, and I just feel like if more people here did that... It, it would just be because so many people come to work sick all the time. Oh, seriously. We have a culture of working through sickness. Right. And not taking your PTO off, even right. if you're and a little like, bit sick or contagious. I guess it's getting a little better now that more and more people can work from home, like, if they're right. sick. But I don't think that's the answer either. Because if you're sick, you should just be taking a day off to rest and be sick right. so that you can stop being sick. Yeah. But I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think it's just, like... The more reinforcing that we can do to be like, mm-hmm. it's okay to stay home and be, if, yes. if you're sick, if you feel like you're getting sick. Yes. And I feel like the more positive, because I feel like that happens a lot at my work where people are like, do not come in. Yeah. Like, they're very adamant about it. So it makes me feel more comfortable being like, I don't need to come in if but I'm sick. But at the same time, I feel like I've always worked places where people are like that, yet there are, are still always still people who come in sick. <laughs> Things got to get done. they don't want to use their PTO. They're like, right. I want to take off in the summer when it's beautiful, man. It's like, well, cool, bro. But I'm going to get the flu now. Right. And then I don't have a choice anymore. Yeah. Anyhow, it's I could go on and all day. Do you have the like flu shot? Father. I okay. So fun fact: I've never gotten a flu shot. I don't know the last time I had a flu shot. Honestly. Yeah, like my parents are sort of of the mindset that like some of that stuff is like government controlling you and things like that. <laughs> it's so fun, but um, so they yeah. I've never. I asked actually asked my parents. I think because we were maybe all talking about it recently, and they said that. I don't think they don't think I've ever gotten one. Yeah. I've certainly never don't, gotten one. Didn't you have to have it for school? I felt like you needed to have. There one. were other vaccinations oh, okay. that you had to have. I don't think a flu shot is one that's ever yeah. like required. I can't. I don't know the last I don't time really I know had one because I'm not a parent, so I have no idea. Yeah. But it only prote- it doesn't protect against all the other flu shots. No, it's, out just, there. it's just they the just pick the one note. that they're pretty sure is going to be like the big one, the dominant one, mm-hmm. and then they vaccinate you against that. But yeah. I don't know. Everyone I know gets sick, gets the flu, regardless of the flu shot. So I'm like, I just don't think I need it. Yeah. I don't feel like it's for me. It's for old people and little children whose immune systems are more susceptible to that shit. Right. When I hear of like a 28-year-old adult getting one, I'm just like, oh, what's so you can go drink as much but vodka. But we could be carrying it, though, and then pass right. it off to yes. someone. Wash your hands and don't be kissing on people's babies that's, or grandmas. That's the most important thing. Like when you're out in public, you got to wash them hands. I feel like you I gotta should wash my hands right now. No, it's okay. We cleaned everything. It does smell really clean in yeah. here. So yeah, um, my week was good. I will say one of the highlights of my week is me and Brennan finished this game for the Nintendo Switch called Luigi's Mansion. You would. Yes. (laughs) It's actually a very fun game, and I would highly recommend it if you have a Nintendo Switch, because it's like a puzzle-y game. You could do a co-op, which is really nice. Ryan, can I stop you for a second? I love you. Are they paying you? Oh, no. (laughs) Then don't. Don't, Nintendo doesn't need your help. Oh, but it's such a fun game. I'm it's not just plugging anybody. Genuinely enjoy. Yeah, everyone. Should. I'm just saying we should wait for them to pay us. 
Nintendo, I'm waiting. I have so many. Send them the episode and say, look, we'll keep it coming. If you like what you hear, we will keep it coming. Actually, the Nintendo 64 in your guest room, I convinced myself that that was mine. (laughs) But then I found mine. Well, there are two in there as well. So that's probably why. Yeah, I I wasn't like Ryan still. It wasn't like that. I just, I thought I gave it to you and I forgot it. Because I've often thought that I've given that. I actually, in the past, have thought I gave that away and then realized I didn't. But I didn't give it away. It's in my basement. So I'll I'll have it forever to treasure. Because I don't want to give it away. No. Because it is part of my childhood. Again, not an ad for Nintendo. Because if it were, I would be wearing much (laughs) nicer clothes. Okay. Um, Other than that, yeah, we went to Mahal's yesterday, which is a great time. We'll probably be featuring that at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, like a. It's not technically Cleveland, but right because it's technically in Lakewood. It's in Lakewood, but I mean, it's still it's still Cleveland. My point to be that, like, we consider. I think we've said this before. Cleveland to be like anywhere that's like within a thirty to forty minute drive of downtown Cleveland is definitely subject to be featured. So, if you have any ideas from your neighborhood, from where you grew up. Whatever. We want to hear it because we've been lots of places, but we are in no way, you know, you know the Cleveland Globetrotters, if you yeah. want. I don't, you know, we know basketball. The Cleveland trips. Globetrotters. That's our <laughs> team name. So, but yeah, we are in no way like, you know, total Cleveland experts. We are dying for new things to do. Absolutely. So. Anybody out there, the six people listening, I'd love to know where you think we should go. <laughs> Literally, we have six listeners. I counted it because I wanted to know. <laughs> it's great. I'm so excited. Should we read some reviews? Wait, you're telling me we have a review? We have one review. We actually have three ratings and five stars. And we only accept five stars. So don't even think about giving us anything else. We do have a review. And um, (laughs) the headline's cut off, unfortunately. But here's what the actual review says. The hosts are smart and super funny. Mm -hmm. They tackle the city of Cleveland with a unique perspective that will speak to locals and the Clee curious in quotes five stars oh my gosh look at this person whoever like, left that review very nice very Thank clever Clee curious is definitely gonna be a thing yeah. i can't like we're I using that. that you know don't come after us but we're using that yeah that's, <laughs> that's amazing great. and if thank we, you for the review yeah and if you want to leave us a review whoever's listening that'd be cool on whatever platform or like yeah. wherever just make sure a, it's five stars that's don't cool. graffiti it anywhere because they'll come ask us about it and then they'll think we did it. So yeah, we did not write this review. I hope people don't think that we wrote this. Well, review. now they think we wrote it. <laughs> now that you said that, no, we didn't. I could not I come up with something to do that. called like Clee Curious. It's probably your mom. <laughs> <laughs> My mom doesn't know about this podcast yet. I was gonna say my mom knows about it, but she has no idea how to access it <laughs> or how to listen to it. So it's definitely not my mom. So we can tell you that for sure. But that's super cute. Um, I had a pretty good week as well. It's, um, you know, been pretty busy, but I started my new job and I'm absolutely loving it. And I actually got to go out to dinner this week with my team to a restaurant downtown, Mm. which is always like a little bit fancier, you know, when you know, like we're going downtown. Where'd you guys go? Um, so it's in the Hilton Hotel downtown, which they Mm -hmm. built just a few years ago when the Republican, yeah, when the Republican National Convention was here. Um, so it's super tall and it has this rooftop. Well, yeah, it's it's a rooftop bar, but it's all indoors, so it's it's more just like a top floor bar, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but it has this amazing view looking out at Lake Erie, and you can see like Burke Lakefront Airport and the First Energy Stadium where the Browns play. But this isn't a Browns podcast. Nope. 
and um, just awesome views. And in the uh, hotel, though, on the second floor, there's uh, a bar, another bar and a restaurant, which is called the Burnham. Um, And we went there for dinner for this work thing. And it was really nice. I mean, it was definitely pretty quiet, but um, I had a delicious pasta carbonara. So I can't really complain there. Just like think about like. Yeah, like very rich bacony sauce with like a poached egg, and then oh, there's an egg. Mm. There was a poached egg on top, and it like just beautifully like volcanoed. Like when I popped it, it just like bleh, 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 down the sides. <laughs> it was perfect. So yeah, uh, that was delicious. Um, so I definitely you know check that out. Quick little plug, Ooh. quick little front end plug. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, um, that's an obvious segue, but. Speaking of Cleveland restaurants, mm-hmm, particularly so downtown, though. Oh, okay. Um, did you hear that Greenhouse Tavern on East 4th is, I can't even say closing, because I'm pretty sure it's yesterday closed. was the last day. Yeah. Yeah, gone. Cleveland establishment, definitely a little bit iconic. It's been here it's a been long there, time. It's, yeah, it's on East 4th, and it's been there a while. I think it's like 11 years. I was just about to say, it's been there 11 years. I mean, that's like before that area was really like up and like, like, like hopping again. Like, that's definitely one of those places that was like foundational to that area becoming, you know, popular for nightlife and restaurants. And now, I mean, I'm really surprised because in the last year and a half or so, I've gone there multiple times Mm -hmm. um, for other like work dinners, like team dinners and things like that. Um, really great menu, always like all local, Northeast Ohio, yeah. organic, inspired dishes. And mm-hmm. their chicken wings are the best. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah, everybody wings. raves about the chicken wings. The Brussels I, sprouts are good too. I, I do. I did recall trying the Brussels sprouts. Those were delicious. I used to always get, I'm pretty sure pasta. Pasta is kind of my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> At the face, a pasta with some Love kind of protein. Pasta. Yeah. yeah, so I remember having a very, probably a carbonara actually, if I'm remembering. <laughs> Um, and it was delicious, but there's actually been a little bit of controversy around oh, the I know. So I know it's was owned by Chef Jonathan Sawyer. Yes. And he's owned a few Cleveland-based restaurants. he's, like, no small name either. Right. Like, this is somebody who is... He's a celebrity is, chef. He's consistently... My mother watches Food Network about 45% of her time. And Jonathan Sawyer is on a lot of Food Network shows as guests or even, like, when they do, like, professional chef competitors. Like, Mm -hmm. he's certainly making a name for himself. And, yeah, so it was really shocking when they announced just this week that the restaurant was going to be closing. Um, And I think as shocking and sad as it was for people in Cleveland, I think it was probably even worse for everybody who was, like, actually involved in the restaurant. Yeah, the workers. And, you know, something I read, because I was pretty obsessed with the story just because it's a restaurant I've actually been to, um, there is this really interesting article from Cleveland Scene, which is a publication here, by Douglas Tratner. Um, And if you Google it, if you Google Cleveland Scene, Jonathan Sawyer, you'll probably come across it. But the whole point of the article is basically... Um, a lot of really compelling quotes and interviews with people who worked there in various levels of management or executive chef type deal, um, who said that Jonathan Sawyer like kind of just went AWOL when it mm, came to running Greenhouse Tavern. Yeah, like they said, like the, the article literally starts with this quote I'm going to read. I've been trying to put in my resignation to Sawyer for the last week, but was not able to get a hold of him. And then he came in yesterday and said we were closing. So there's really no point in officially resigning. Um, And that was from this guy, Ryan Boone, who 
was an executive sous chef, um, and he had worked there for like three and a half years. So you can imagine like somebody who's like committed a big chunk of their career to this restaurant, and they can't even get a hold of the guy right. who's running, who's supposed to be running it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why people are disappointed, and there's a lot of quotes in this article that that definitely reinforce that point that yeah. they don't want like the people who were actually investing time in it don't want people in Cleveland to think that this is happening because of how it was being run. Um, like, There's even another quote where uh, Ryan Boone talks about the restaurant was, you know, an absolute madhouse, as he puts it, from last April until last October, which is like the hot season. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying that, like, there, there wasn't any reason that they shouldn't have been able to, like, make it through the winter if the money was being handled appropriately. Right. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's not a cheap place either. Like, the no. dishes are... I mean, like, moderately priced. I mean, for downtown Cleveland, it's not, like, too bad. Mm, I mean, I'm, like, definitely a big portion, low price tag kind of gal. So, for me, like, I know the one pasta dish that I referenced earlier was over $30, if I recall. And I only remember that because the portion was shockingly small for what ended up coming out. It was so delicious, and the atmosphere was so fancy that I didn't really, like, complain or anything. But, I mean, there's something to be said for that value. One cool thing about that place is the VHS tapes everywhere. That's going to be so sad. You don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's, there's VHS, tapes, there's VHS tapes lining walls, and then they have TVs that are playing them, and they'll like pick VHS tapes to play on the TVs. Are you positive? <laughs> positive, <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. I've only ever sat in the upstairs. Is oh, that why it's I It's like don't know downstairs. No, it's downstairs. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't it's know. It's like by the bar, too. Like the, <laughs> the, 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 the like, TVs are, you are on the positive bar. Positive, you're yes. talking about this. Just because what you just described totally doesn't align with like the ambiance that I've right. felt when I'm there. So that's why I was just so confused. And also, I've always sat in the upstairs mm-hmm. part. I've never sat in the upstairs. It's probably because I've downstairs. only ever gone... You've probably actually gone as, like, a normal diner. I've only ever gone for, for work. work. For work, for yeah. work, yeah. So we've always probably, like, had a table reserved mm-hmm. up there. That's really interesting, though. I didn't even know that, and mm-hmm. here I am talking about it. One other thing I will say about Greenhouse Tavern that I thought was just really cool was we ordered beers for the cooks downstairs, and then... The waiter took us down there and he like said like, hey, they're buying you beers. And then everyone started banging on pans and getting really excited and screaming. <laughs> oh my God. And like, I don't know, it was just a really cool experience. So you could tell that that passion for mm-hmm. that place and the food that they were probably cooking. And- yeah, they probably just all had a really good time together mm-hmm. too. And it's just disappointing. And I think it was also just kind of hard for people because like they reference in this article that like he was – Jonathan Sawyer has been, like, posting, like, new cars and, like, big Mm. vacations and, like, all these things where people are kind of like, oh, but you're closing this restaurant that we're all really And he closed Noodle Cat. Right. And Trentina. Yeah. So this is somebody who, if you ask me, has done the opposite of a Michael Simon who did it perfect and has multiple thriving restaurants in Cleveland, which we will probably feature in the future. Um, but I love Michael Simon because he is still super invested in Cleveland, I think, if you ask anybody in the restaurant community. Um, and if I'm wrong about that, somebody let me know. <laughs> but I love Michael Simon, yeah. and I will support him all day long. So um, anyway, it's a bummer that it's closing. It's always a bummer to see any Cleveland, you know, really well-known place close. But, you know, the, that area is so cool that I'm sure something even better is going to go in eventually. Um, probably fast, probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be something amazing. We'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Hopefully they can get like some of the workers. 
Oh, yeah, that's so true. If somebody like could that. come in and hire the staff. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, though. Like, it's such a well-known restaurant that I would hope those people could go find work other places. Right. This Ryan Boone guy might get a little blacklisted just for being so vocal. <laughs> Both of them reading it, I'm like, shit, boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are direct. He even says, though, like, I'm not trying to drag him, but... But... <laughs> but I'm going to real quick. And I get it, though. If I were in this guy's position, I would probably be doing the same thing, to be honest. Yeah. But that's what's up in Clee this week. And that's what's up with us. Yeah. Fun stuff. So speaking of stores closing, it's kind of ironic that we talked about Greenhouse Tavern because for this week, I plan to talk about a couple of prominent organic um, grocery store chains that have announced some closings, both located here in Cleveland. I heard recently that Earth Fair was closing all of its stores. You were going to talk about Earth Fair. Yeah, I saw that on the news this week, too. Yes. They're closing all their stores. Right. Earth Fair has, like, 50 stores in 10 states and 3,000 employees. Oh, that's so sad. And they're liquidating everything. So right now the entire store is 30% off. You can even buy the fixtures in the stores, too. Hmm. One thing um, that was funny when I saw the news story with my mom to be honest, the first thing she said was like, Earth Fair is too expensive. Earth Fair is really expensive. I went yeah. there one other time before this, and I didn't buy anything because yeah. I just wanted to see what, what it was about and look at the prices, and I was like, oh, no. This yeah, is like too my expensive. mother loves to go to all the different grocery stores, chain or otherwise, because there's just unique things or things that are a good deal, and she said Earth Fair was like one of the few that like... There was nothing she would go there for because it was just always overpriced. So I'm just saying if Nancy felt that way, I think that says something. And maybe the writing was on the wall a little bit. But you did go recently, though, in preparation for this, which, you know, hey, it was maybe last chance. Right. And I was really excited because I was like 30% off. (laughs) See, this is the thing, though, up to 30% off. Yeah. So they had the grocery items only 10% off. And then, like, the cosmetic type stuff, I think that was 30. Oh, really? So, yeah, that actually piques my interest, Right, right. There was a ton of people over there. Mm, There's so much stuff they have to get rid of, too. Like, makeup and vitamins, probably. Yeah, and, like, the skin stuff. Supplements. Right, CBD. Did you look for CBD? No, I did not, actually. We did see there were CBD bath bombs, which sounded really interesting. A bath bomb. That does sound nice. Hmm. Oh, well. They also had their bulk foods 30% Mm. off. But that was really picked over. I bet. Like, the only things that were left were the the stuff that's in the buckets. And that kind of weirds me out, because I'm like, there's been a ton of people in here. Hands. Hands. Everybody heard us talk about our <laughs> coronavirus, but they get it. They, at least they know what they're dealing with now. But yeah, so I would say whenever I went, the store was like kind of like half gone. Mm-hmm. A lot of the perishable stuff was picked over. Like, there was no produce, not a lot of like meats okay. left. The oh, bulk so stuff sad. was gone. Think about an empty store. So sad. There was still, and like the frozen stuff was a little Did it sparse. remind you of like a zombie apocalypse? I, I, that's what I, going <laughs> in i was like brandon i feel like this is gonna be like apocalyptic in here but it wasn't like too bad just because so there was still big. some stuff on the cell the shelves um a couple things i did get though that i do want to know because i was really excited about them i got them at 10 percent off you'll be able to find them other places yes. they're awesome yes it was a jalapeno cured bacon Stop. we cooked it this morning and it was pretty good like it wasn't too spicy do you have leftover yeah there is yeah do you want do you want to try some i want to try it but the other thing i was going to say to you even more excited about is Make a BLT. Oh, right? Make a that BLT sounds so with good that. with that. Yes, Ugh. it was really good. If I find something like that again, I'll for sure pick it up. I'll let you know if I see it because that would be really delicious, I yeah. bet. Um, what was the other thing? 
I got, um, so you know Pirate's Booty? Mm-hmm, yes. They had it, but for veggies. So mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like, you know, those like veggie chips kind of, mm-hmm. or like the veggie straws. Right. I thought it was going to be like that, but covered in white cheddar. Right. But it was more of like a spinach broccoli tasting. They're all green. Like it Did wasn't a like different it? veggie. I have, you could try some as well and, let, and let me know like what you, you think. Didn't like it. Oh, you're I, noting it because you didn't like it. I don't think I did like it. I was a, it was too much spinach tasting. Okay. I wanted some like carrot stuff in there. Like I wanted to be like a mix of veggies, but right. it was just all green. Maybe they were going for like a broccoli cheddar thing, and it just yeah it's cute that you bought those because i totally think of those as like a little kid snack (laughs) (laughs) i love pirate's booty it's so good and then we also got earth fair peanut butter cup ice cream well last chance it was the last chance hope you don't love it because it's gone (laughs) well yeah so no more earth fair super sad for all the employees there though but you know that just means people who used to shop there need somewhere better to go that's right and that's Leads me to my next store I'm going to talk about that also announced that they're closing their stores. But not here in Cleveland. That's right. Yes. So Lucky's Grocery Stores. Love it. We love Lucky's. Yes. Lucky's is great. um, It's in Lakewood, Cleveland border off of 117th. It actually just opened probably like a year, year and a half ago, I think. Yeah, 117th and Clifton, which is, they're building a lot of stuff around it too. Like apartments I know we're about to go up. I saw recently there's lots of, like, restaurants, there's a Starbucks and other coffee shops around there. Yeah. Just very much, like, a very, like, bustling suburb suburb area close to downtown. Yeah, and recently Lucky's said that they were going to close 32 of its 39 stores. Wow. And when I saw that, I was obviously really nervous because Everybody. I love L- Lucky's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they just built that location. Hopefully they don't close it. But it just recently came out that the owners are buying back the remaining stores, the remaining seven stores, and one of those is the one in Cleveland. Nice. So we get to have Lucky's and we get to that keep it. That says something, you know, that they're going to keep the Cleveland That's store. That's true. That's true. It's probably because people freaking love it. Because if you think about it, if you live in Lakewood, unless you go to, like, Crocker Park, which I – not so – I hate Crocker Park. It's yeah. my nightmare to have to go I don't to Crocker like Park. There. Just because the parking and the garages and I never know where anything is. So that's my, my beef there. But unless you go there to like Trader Joe's. Um, if you live on the west side. Oh yeah, talking west side for mm. sure. But like people who live right around Lucky's, you know, I'm saying like they don't really have another option like Lucky's. So I bet it does really well. And I <laughs> guess like the alternative would be Whole Foods. Um, True. But I think that Lucky's has certain things that Whole Foods doesn't. Just like kind of like all, I feel like, organic food stores have like just unique items that you can't find at other ones. Yes. And I can even name a couple for you. Yes. One in particular that immediately comes to my mind is a prepared salad that they do at Lucky's. It's a Gouda macaroni salad so like the creamy cold kind if you're mm-hmm. if you're into that with the macaroni noodles but this like the creaminess is a gouda cheese based deal good. yes and then they put fresh spinach in it so there's like fresh leafy spinach incorporated into this amazing gouda macaroni salad and then i feel like i think it's like little tomatoes going on Delicious, like it's a must get whenever yeah. I go. Lucky's prepared foods is great and in general, we'll, and, we'll that and something that can't be replicated. Yeah. Um, so one really cool thing about Lucky's whenever they first opened is they had this app, and then you would download the app and you would get coupons and whatever like weekly specials there were. But also, if you spent a hundred dollars, yes. you essentially got five dollars off. 
your next order which so if you're going there kind of frequently is like a good incentive to you and know the next keep going. order that you got five dollars off of didn't have to be like a hundred dollars like, right. i remember going and getting five dollars off of like 25 dollars. like right. you basically just earn five dollars off yeah. which is pretty cool and for a while i was getting five dollars off almost every time i went and then i wasn't spending like a ton of money normally i spend about like 70 to 80 dollars you're shopping for like two people it makes right. sense yeah um but recently they got rid of the app and this this actually happened like a few months ago. It's a red flag. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought. The store stops. And they their said app. that it was something to deal with the developer, and they were just trying to get like a new app and a new vendor. Maybe it's whoever did the caucuses. Yeah, right. right? 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 Seriously. Honestly, we should look into it. It might have been the same developer. Um, that's yeah. interesting though. So okay. they stopped the support of their app, which meant you didn't get five dollars off or you mm. didn't get the, the, the rewards system. Mm. So I kind of stopped going a little bit just because that kind of did make it worth it. It is a little expensive at Lucky's just because it is organic right. foods. I found I used to stick to, you know, the affordable items that I felt like I couldn't get if I tried to go to um, even a giant eagle or yeah. something like that. Because there are certain things you can't get anywhere For else. For sure. And you could buy most things on sale that week. Yes. And that's, that's what's on sale. Right. And that's what I would recommend if you went would be to definitely stick to what's on sale. Another Lucky's product plug are their frozen pizzas. You know what? I'm not a fan. I only like them because they're by far the cheapest frozen pizzas yes. you can buy that are still, in my opinion, edible. I like the mixed vegetable one. That one is really good. That, that one is my favorite. Yeah, like that's the only one I get. Like don't bother with mm-hmm. the meat, the meat ones or the cheese. But the roasted veggie one, especially if you've got something at home that you can jazz it up with. Yeah. Like maybe you buy some good sausage from the uh, meat counter or just, you know, whatever, some chicken, grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. It would be, it's really good and it's super cheap, like under $5. Yeah, I think it's $5. Especially when it's on sale, it's certainly under yeah. $5. So that was something I used to buy there too. Mm-hmm. It has like a nice thin crust too, which I like. It makes Crisp. it crispy. Mm-hmm. 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 That's why I, yeah, jazz it up, maybe throw a little bit of ricotta yeah. on there. Mm. Something else that Lucky's used to have and they no longer do was they used to have their own organic eggs. And I believe they were one ninety nine. That sounds right. I remember buying really affordable yeah. eggs. Yeah, and Lucky's. now they do not have their own eggs. <gasps> and probably little... another side effect of having some money issues, they probably couldn't source their own eggs. Right, and I don't want to make any kind of because I do believe that we can speak things into existence sometimes, like especially if we feel very strongly about them, whether sure. it's in a positive or negative way. Mm-hmm. And I would feel very negatively about Lucky's closing, so I don't want to speak it into existence. However. Our friend Emily did report to me right before this podcast that she did not receive her weekly sale paper. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they're going through a lot right now and they're just not doing a weekly sale paper or maybe they're just going to carry over the sales from last week. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Who am I to know? But I tell you what, if I find out that Lucky's is closing, I'll be super disappointed. I will be disappointed as well. Especially because we just recorded this and everything <laughs> else we've talked about yes. is closing. S- some other highlights <laughs> of, of Lucky's that I'm going to go over. One is their bulk food section. So you can get some nice rices. They have great like trail mix, chocolate covered everything. Bears. Their the gummy, gummy bears. bears are so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Their whole entire bulk section is great. And normally like a few things are on sale. So I'll normally hit up whatever's on it's sale. It's affordable for a bulk section mm-hmm. for sure. Something else that's really cool about Lucky's <laughs> is when you go there on the weekends, they have a DJ. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so, that's right. Yeah. So you can kind of like, you know, like stroll. They do with your have car. live music really often, especially in the summer. They like 
open up the front doors and they'll have live music like out in front of the store. So mm-hmm. you like, it's always like you feel entertained while you're shopping. I right. very often see people walking around with like a beer or, or a coffee, coffee or something yeah. that they bought at the little like cafe area, which is really cute mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like a really nice relaxing place to shop, you know, Especially if you live in that area and, like, you don't want to go to fucking Giant Eagle. Mm-hmm. My other favorite parts about Lucky's are, are the um, prepared food section. They have really good stuff that you can make to order, but also it's just stuff that is just already made, like how you mentioned that macaroni but, salad. Mm-hmm. Their um, sushi selection yes, is also sushi. pretty on point mm-hmm. and delicious. Yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for lunch, if you're looking for a quick dinner, I totally recommend yeah. that. On Wednesdays, their rotisserie chickens are $5. Oh. I could just pick a rotisserie chicken. Seriously. And that's dinner. It's done. Yeah. Their meats, too, are really good. Like, they yeah. have, like, great, great kebabs, and their bacon is also good. They they probably do, like, jalapeno-cured bacon as well. It's, it's probably just a little Look, more expensive. I ate brunch before I came here, <laughs> but I really need to Do you want to go to Lucky's after this? Maybe. <laughs> maybe we should. <laughs> we'll think about it. But yeah, overall, I definitely recommend going to Lucky's if you are 100%. looking for a somewhat affordable, organic, healthy option for a grocery store. Shop their deals. Yeah. I think other people would probably find Lucky's even more affordable than you and I do. Yeah. Based on like other like items that we don't buy regularly that they might look for. I just feel like, because I, like I said before, you know, I'm a big portion, low price tag kind of girl. I'm a Mark shopper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm used to a certain level of cheapness. And yeah. I think Lucky's is a super affordable option, like you said, overall. Yeah. I guess the only other thing I would say about both Earth Fair and most Lucky stores closing is just why is this happening right now? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of interesting that this they happen so close to each other. I feel like that speaks something about that type of store yeah. in the market. I and think I think you, you we both know yeah, what we're both going to say. I'll let you say yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely Amazon buying it's, Whole Foods yeah. and lowering the prices. I almost Even though said, some people say that the prices on some items are more now. Yeah, so I've never been a Whole Foods shopper really, and I, I haven't shopped there anymore since Amazon bought it, so I really couldn't speak to it. But... I do have to wonder if that's probably what it is. There is also Trader Joe's, which I think is definitely, I mean, there's more locations of that around Northeast Ohio. And if I had to pick between an Earth Fair and a Trader Joe's, I'm going to Trader Trader Joe's. Joe's. If I had to pick between a Lucky's and a Trader Joe's, I want both. Yeah, they both serve different purposes. Yeah, like they could partner up if they wanted and just Mm -hmm. be like the best store ever. Amazing. (laughs) But yeah, like I I really would, there are different things that I want from both stores. It would be really, really hard for me to pick between them. Yeah. So I wonder if just other options in general, but I do think there's something to what you said as well. For sure. So it's definitely something we'll be talking about more because we love grocery stores. And hopefully people listening to this also love grocery stores. If you don't love grocery stores, like (laughs) if you're someone who hates to grocery shop, I'm so sorry for the last like 30 minutes of your life (laughs) or whatever. And also for the future segments we will talk about. Yeah, because this will happen for hours ahead of this. Yes, there are tons of different grocery stores and little markets in Cleveland that we'll touch on for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. We, the right. West Side Market. I mean, <gasps> save it. I, iconic. Iconic, but yeah. save it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The conversation we were just having about Amazon leading to 
things closing, which is a total theme of this episode, like we should probably put it in the title, kind of uh, works a little bit in with with what I was going to feature this week, even though the thing I'm talking about, let me just preface this, is not closing, not going anywhere. In fact, the place that I want to talk to you about is actually, in my opinion, growing quite a bit over the last few years. And it is an a Cleveland icon that I was not nearly aware enough of until just a few years ago. I'm sure you're wondering what I'm talking I about. Am. Yeah, I'm talking about the Galleria. Oh, the Galleria. Yeah. So downtown Cleveland. Just those words like strike nostalgia to me. Mm. I don't know why. It just makes me think of the '90s when I was growing up, and I just knew of the Galleria as this thing in downtown Cleveland that. We never went to because we just didn't go downtown for anything. But, like, I always vaguely knew what it was, not really thought about it that much. But I knew it was, like, a mall, right? Yeah, that's that's the only thing I really know about Yeah, it. you just – it's a downtown mall, which we actually have a couple of those because there's also Tower City Mall. Mm-hmm. And the arcade, too. The arcades are malls, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we actually have quite a few malls. And that's where I tie this in with the conversation we were having about Amazon because – even though the Galleria is doing really well, before I get into the Galleria and all its amazingness, we should mention for a moment that there are actually a lot of malls in Northeast Ohio in general. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that we have like more malls per square mile than like anywhere else in the U.S. That does not surprise me. Somebody fact check me, but I'm telling you, I think I actually take that back. I didn't read that. Chelsea told me that. Oh. Chelsea told me that. So Chelsea, wherever you read it, post the source. Thank you. <laughs> um, I believe it though, just because I mean, you could be anywhere in Cleveland and be probably like fifteen minutes. Fifteen twenty minutes. I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of malls right now are actually struggling a lot. So like the mall that I grew up closest to, which was Chapel Hill Mall, which is mm. in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Yeah. I worked at the mm. Old Navy there. Right, mm. near Akron. That was always my mall to go like splurge on the weekends. And Chapel Hill Mall is literally in like such sad disarray. Like there's news stories every other week about how the they're getting ready to turn off the, the water because the owners aren't paying the bills. And like it's been a ghost town for years with like half of the stores vacant. But, like, it's just gotten so bad in the last, like, five years. And Mm. it's just, like, one of those things where any day that mall is just going to be abandoned for sure. Like, probably within the next year or two. And, I mean, it's really the same for a lot of malls around Northeast Ohio. I mean, the only ones that I think are still doing well, as far as I know, would be, like, Strongsville Mall, Mm -hmm. otherwise known as South Park Mall. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Great Northern Mall still does okay. But, again, I haven't been there in years. I don't really know. I've been there recently. Most of the stores are there. They're there. But you could tell, like, when you go to malls, like, there are less traditional stores than there used to be. Like, they're stretching the type of businesses yeah. that can be in a mall whenever we went to great northern i saw they had this like giant play area that you could that used to be like one or two stores yeah. that they were like well we'll just throw some kids in here. <laughs> we'll just take your kids <laughs> to this part and leave them there and then go to Rue 21 and yeah. get some clothes i know yeah. i grew up in menor and i lived right by the great lakes mall and <sighs> which i, I haven't been about. there yeah i haven't been there in a while but i know they like kind of redid it within the past like 10 years and so it's like nice like literally great northern great lakes <laughs> parma town chapel hill there's beachwood mall beachwood mall which is one Legacy that Village. i Legacy Village, which is like an outdoor mall area. That's still doing pretty well, though, because it's so high-end, and that's only like 15 years old, I'd say. 
Yeah. I think they built Legacy Village when we were, like, in middle school-ish. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't count that one so much. But, I mean, if you think of, like, your traditional mall structure with multiple levels and hundreds of stores, maybe hundreds, dozens of stores, we'll say, there's very few of them left that are doing well. I think Parmatown is hanging on by a thread. Beachwood Mall, which you mentioned, which I used to always think of as a fancier mall, it's has actually little... completely gone downhill in the yeah. last few years. And stores are starting to close. And it's, you can tell, going the way of Chapel Hill, which I think will be closed really soon. And so it's just kind of sad. And all of that's really just to say, again, I think it's definitely the Amazon thing. This is like not a new story or a new point. But it's just kind of sad because I do think malls are like a big part of like, how people our age and even like a little older grew up in Northeast Ohio. Like I certainly went to the mall Absolutely. when I was a kid All and I loved it. And it's not as, I mean, it's not something we do now. It's not something that's fun when I try to do it. Cause it's, oh. it's just really sad and run down usually. Yeah. So that's why part of why I wanted to talk about the Galleria because it's not so much what you traditionally think of as a mall. And a few years ago when I went there for, I think, the first time, I don't think I ever actually went as a kid because I think I would have remembered it. But I used to work in a building that's very, very close to it. And I remember, like, my first week being like, oh, I'm going to go over to that building. I'm going to go to the Galleria and see what's going on. Like, that's a mall, isn't it? Mm. You know, and everybody at my office was like, Oh, have fun. Yeah, they're kind of like looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, whatever. So I go across the street and, okay, the gallery, if you haven't seen it, it's not a tall building because it's really only two levels, Mm -hmm. but it's totally glass, like a bluish tinted glass, like from floor to ceiling. Um, And when you walk in, if you go in by the food court area, you walk into like this very like high ceilinged all glass mall feeling food court and i say that because there's like the quintessential mall food places like oh, okay. there's like a great steak and potato and there's a there's a is there like an asian a, place there's like two asian places there's a pizza place so very much what you expect but they have these really cool fixtures sort of like a giant chandelier but it's like i assume it looks it looks like it's made of plastic but it's like these fringy plastic chandeliers that are all like um metallic like iridescent like um like they twinkle you know and Mm -hmm. they'll like reflect reflect off each other and refract and it's really cool when you first walk in and honestly even more so than being cool the thing that stood out to me the most about it is that when i first walked in there i like to the point of the air i was breathing felt different thought i walked into like a parallel dimension or something (laughs) it was just the eeriest feeling in this building It wasn't abandoned. Like, there were plenty of people there eating their lunches in this food court. When you walk through the food court, you get to, like, the main, like, hallway. There's, you know, a a restaurant or two, and there's a couple shops, weird things that are open. But something about it, like, I feel like people should go just to see if they get the same vibe. Because it was truly the only place I've ever been that felt that way. Does it feel like you're just going back into, like, the 90s? Yes. Yes. Like, it felt just so weird in there and like the furniture was very weird at the di- in the cafeteria and walking through the galleria totally made me feel like I went into some sort of like time warp wormhole like the upside down and stranger things but not evil almost like enchanting yeah in a way no I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been to like a couple of places like what comes to mind is like a diner mm-hmm 
And sometimes diners will have like that same decor from like yes. the nineties and you step in and you just feel yeah, like like this weird, like enchanted, like I'm in a different a simpler time. I'm in a different era yeah. right now. And that's totally how I felt walking into the galleria for the first time. I think the part of that was just these giant like chandelier things that are hung in the food court. And also just all the glass and the fact that there's so much natural light coming through. It just all has a very 90s vibe. And there's actually still like businesses and things going on in the gallery. I should give you a little bit of history. So the building itself was actually built in the 70s. So the concept for the Galleria itself, though, came about in the mid uh, 1980s when Richard E. Jacobs, who we all know as the namesake for um, Jacobs Field, oh, yeah. which is what Progressive Field used to be called, and that's the home of the Cleveland Indians. Um, but he owned the Galleria starting in the mid-1980s. And originally, um, it was just the building was just called Tower at Erie View, which was built in the 1960s. But then he built the Galleria portion, which is like the glass area that I described before. So it's a glass enclosed area that's over 200,000 square feet. And it opened in 1987 and it was the first like major retail venture in downtown Cleveland since like the 1920s, apparently. And the whole point of it was, you know, they wanted it to spark the the revitalization of downtown Cleveland in the 90s. You know, it was super empty down there. But what ended up happening was because the Galleria was so far from, like, the actual center of downtown, it's a little further down East 9th, closer to the lake, it didn't really, like, flourish as much as they wanted it to. And even by 2005, according to Wikipedia, there were only 36 tenants out of a possible 66. Oh. Yeah, so throughout, like, the early 2000s, it actually got sold and it was purchased a couple times. But right now, like, it's really going through a little bit of a renaissance. Like, it, it was certainly empty and not a lot going on even just a few years ago when I first discovered it. Mm-hmm. But in that short time, there's been a lot happening. Like, there's always been a, a winking lizard in oh. the first floor. It's, it's not part of the food court. It's, like, off um, at another entrance. And it's a really... It's a good Winking Lizard location. So for anybody who doesn't know, Winking Lizard is uh, one of my... It's my favorite Northeast Ohio-based restaurant chain. And it is a restaurant that was uh, started in 1983, and they've got 21 locations, I just read. Wow. Across Northeast Ohio and Central Ohio. Central um, Ohio. So just think of it like bar food. You know, it's the best place to go and watch any kind of sporting event, in my opinion. Delicious wings, delicious burgers. And the one in the Galleria, like I said, has a really nice patio. I've probably been there about 800 times for lunch because mm-hmm. I used to work right there. And I, I love Winking Lizard. I could talk about Winking Lizard for a whole episode. Do they still have the lizard in that one? In that location, I'll be 100% honest, I don't know that they always have a lizard. I know mm-hmm. they have they have an area for him. But I don't remember, like, always seeing one or being like, oh, that's their lizard. But that's part of the appeal of the Winking Lizard for, again, any crazy people out there who haven't gone, is that every location near the hostess area has a terrarium, like, floor-to-ceiling giant room terrarium that holds an iguana or a Winking Lizard. And they all have <laughs> funny little names. And they're, like, very well taken care of, I'm sure. 
What do I know? No, I they they are. They look happy. Yeah. They, they're always happy and having fun. I'm sure PETA loves it. So. <laughs> but either way, I love the Winking Lizard, and that's probably my favorite place to eat in the Galleria. Although, like, the food court options are just fine if you like mall food court food and you yeah. want that, you know. Yeah. What are some other stores in the Galleria? I don't even know. So there's a couple, like, boutique-type stores. They all have kind of random names, so bear with me. I doubt they have websites anyway, so you should probably just go and check them out if you really want to see them anyway. But there's one or two that are like boutique-ish, so like you'll find like random jewelry and accessories like that. You might find clothes. Like think of a place where you might go to get a gift for like your mom or your aunt, Mm -hmm. right? If you're on your lunch break, you work downtown, you freaking forgot you have to have a gift for later. Maybe you pop into the Galleria real quick because there are a couple stores in like the main entrance, Mm -hmm. not the entrance by the food court, but the entrance by the Winking Lizard. If you see it, it'll all make sense. But if you go down that main hallway, there's at least two boutique stores that are like those kinds of things. And then there's also a location of Encore, which is a thrift store where you can actually go and buy secondhand. So I would pop over there on my lunch break. I don't know, maybe like once or twice a month and see what was going on. Mm -hmm. There was another lady who had a kiosk who, it was called My Favorite Things. I probably bought six or eight dresses from this lady over the course of Mm -hmm. two or three years. She was so sweet. I wish I could remember her name. I actually feel terrible right now. Is it kind of like, you know, in like Sister Sister where Lisa's like it is exactly like like that that? it was exactly like that because it was literally this lady and sometimes it'd be her and her daughter or her and her sister like the family (laughs) running it and she i actually watched ryan like this lady actually went from having just the kiosk to opening a store in one oh, of the little shops. Good. Yeah, so I'm as far sure as I know... I'm pretty sure that happens in Sister Sister as well. Stop it! <laughs> I'm serious, you guys. Like, I'm not saying this, that the Galleria is something... Like, if you're not already downtown, I'm not encouraging you to, like, make a special trip downtown just for the Galleria. But when you're there, like, maybe you work downtown near there, you should totally go there on your lunch break. It's a really nice place to sit, inside or outside. Um, it's a decent place to walk around. I did used to see people doing, like... You know, who just want to walk laps on their lunch break. Yeah, mall walkers. The other thing that just ways that it's being developed and revitalized, they um, opened a a YMCA in the gallery. Oh, nice. Yeah, brand new, beautiful YMCA. I went there uh, once as a guest of a friend when I was thinking about joining the YMCA, (laughs) and then I didn't. But it was um, a really nice location, like lots of machines and everything. So I know they're trying to, like, invest in it more. If I were starting a business, I would definitely consider it. And if you're downtown, I think it's just, like I said, a really interesting place just to see if it takes you back. Yeah. See what it makes you feel when you walk in. I haven't been there in a really long time, so I kind of do just want to, I want to go there just to experience it. Just to pop in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a fun time and it's a Cleveland, uh, it's a Cleveland icon. Yeah. Do you want to go and then get some Winking Lizard? That sounds really good. I'll go to Winking Lizard every day. So, uh, Ryan, it's your favorite time of the week. Ooh. This is my sex operator voice. Oh. I hope you love it. Oh, I do. <laughs> I feel like a weird robot. That was terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that time. It's that time. Time for the plug. Mm, the plug. Okay, okay. So okay. <laughs> my plug for this week is going to be a bar. Okay. It's called LBM in Lakewood. Okay. It's a Viking bar. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but that's what I've heard it 
described as multiple times. Do you know what LVM stands for? Do um, they tell I, you? I, they might not tell you. I do you. not know what it stands for. I don't, there's, there's nothing that says it outright in the branding and so i don't know what it stands for maybe it stands for libations booze booze and and music music yes yeah yeah okay so (laughs) libations booze and music lbm is where you went yes um or what you want to plug yeah i'm just gonna plug it because they had really good cocktails and i'll just plug the one that i got it was called the Vicious Bite. First of all, they have tons of different cocktails, and the names for these cocktails are so extra. Um, some of them are Prophets of Chaos, Eternal Shadow, Still Beating Heart, The Giant Awakens, Ode <laughs> to the Bleeding Sun, Jesus, Soul Stealer, and the list goes on and on. So you can get already just judging, knowing that it's a Viking bar. Yeah. And knowing that these are the name of the cocktails. It just hardcore. knowing exactly what type of people are. Is everything are in there. leather in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the vibe. It's I'm for getting. sure like edgy. Like they had uh, WWE playing on oh, okay. the, the TV. There was like Death <laughs> that Metal means something to playing me, yes. in the background. <laughs> right. I see. Oh, yeah. yeah. So j- just getting a picture of but it what is. was in the cocktail that you got so it was um white label scotch watershed bourbon barrel aged gin mm-hmm. um some different kind of gin some clementine grapefruit rosemary shrub so extra what? honey lemon and scarborough bitters so th- that's, that's like what lot. all of these cocktails have just like a bunch of stuff going on but they all taste really freaking good so i would definitely recommend it i have not had their food so I can't speak for that, but I did see it come out, Something and it looked so good. Really? If I didn't already have Mexican earlier that evening, then I would have totally had some. I wish people could see my face, and I hope they hear it in my voice. You got Mexican without me? Yeah. I Where'd went to Cozumel. Ah! Uh, it was so good. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Um, good plug, I guess. No, that's a good plug. <laughs> I, I'm, I do want to know what LBM stands for. I know. Maybe, maybe we'll find out, or maybe it really is nothing. It has to stand for something. If all those drink names are th- real, then LBM's gotta stand for something. Well, I'm gonna let Ryan look at that. Can I do my plug? Yeah, what's your plug? All right, not to, you know, interrupt your plug. No, but my plug for this week is a restaurant, a place that I really used to love, when we lived together uh, in the Detroit Shoreway area. So mm. uh, it's on Detroit Avenue. It's called The Big Egg. Oh, I love The Big Egg. <laughs> yes. So I noticed The Big Egg when we were moving, like literally moving our stuff into our house because you kind of can't miss the sign. It's like a really bright yellow, with, like this big chef guy on it with like a giant <laughs> Coming out of an egg. Belly. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Is like, you know, just think like family diner type restaurant. I love it because... Uh, some of the chairs are, like, mismatched and stuff, and you can tell they haven't really redone anything since, like, probably the 80s, I would guess. Um, but it has some history in Cleveland, you know. So the, origi- the the restaurant originally opened in 1952, and it was called the Egg Palace. Um, but then they changed the name to the Big Egg in 1970, and it was actually bought at that time. Um, the person who changed the name was this police officer named Bobby Dunn, a Cleveland police officer, mm-hmm. who bought the restaurant, and that actually turned it into, like, I guess, like, a hot spot for, like, cops to hang out. Yeah. And they were also one of the few, like, 24-hour places, so, like, 
there was just a lot of people in there at all hours, all kinds of people. And it's actually sad because in 2002, I guess it would have been if I'm doing my math correctly, they actually had to close, not for lack of customers or business, but actually um, substandard sanitation practices. <laughs> That's not surprising, which honestly. I wish it wasn't, but you know what? I'm still plugging it because it's good for your immune system, okay? <laughs> like, not everything's going to kill you. I mean, God. it's changed now. I love how I started this episode as a germaphobe <laughs> over your coronavirus, and now I'm like, <laughs> just go eat at the salmonella. It's fine. <laughs> no, the big salmonella. No, it's the called big the big salmonella. egg. And I love the big egg. <laughs> so it closed in 2002 for that unfortunate reason. But they did reopen in 2009. And they actually have an article on their website from um, the Plain Dealer that talks about it being purchased by these two brothers who are from Cleveland. Their last name is awesome. It's Lababidi. Ooh. Lababidi. So these two brothers uh, bought it and have run it ever since. And I used to go there quite a bit when we lived over there. Just It's the best place for just like greasy, cheap hangover breakfast which i had never been there hungover in my life i don't drink but i love it yes it's exactly that um but it's it's definitely somewhere sloppy uh and that would be a place that it's on again detroit avenue um in the detroit shoreway area and uh you should uh check it out their menus are also shaped like eggs which is really fun like big eggs so fun (laughs) i love it did you find out what LBM means? No, honestly, they have like an about section on their website. They don't mention it. Okay, then it means nothing. We can let it go. It definitely means it. something, but they don't, they want, don't you want you to know. know. <laughs> Next time you go or we go, because I kind of want to try the food now, we're yeah. going to ask. Because I'm that asshole who totally will ask. So this was a great week. I super enjoyed talking about Lucky's. Ugh. We're just going to go real quick. I'm hungry now. I feel like we've talked a lot about food, and I just want to eat. Food and places that are closing. (laughs) Yeah. No, but we think we gave you guys lots of fun things to check out the next time you're in Cleveland. We'll see you then, and we'll see see you you in Cleveland. Thank you.